She would not be happy to help with that. Find your own damn team member. <laughs> Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2 speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hey, Workwives, it's Kayla. I'm from Webster Groves. It's outside St. Louis. Um, I need advice if I'm being reasonable or to be told that I need to suck it up if I'm being unreasonable. I was hired at my company seven months ago as an executive assistant, supporting the two owners of the company and the head of HR. However, over the last seven months, I'm now working on two large time-sensitive projects on top of my regular duties. And my direct supervisor, the head of HR, keeps throwing other things at me by CCing me on emails and saying she'd be happy to help with that. He keeps giving me assignments and tasks and not understanding why my regular work or larger projects aren't getting done. And I don't feel like I could just do like a reply all and say, actually, I'm super busy this week, sorry. I don't know how to address this without seeming lazy or entitled, but I am becoming more and more stressed trying to get everything done. And I feel like I'm coming off as incompetent when I don't have the status updates my boss is looking for. You know, I'm reminded of a favorite play, Servant of Two Masters. The TLDR is, it's impossible to serve two masters. <laughs> and if you have, what she said, she started Three? with two and now she is more... So she like she has she started out as the executive assistant for three people, but now she just like keeps getting shit piled on her, right, mostly right. by one of them. Okay, okay, okay. Which is like my red flag meter is off the charts <laughs> at this point. Um, my my red flag like <laughs> yeah, th- having three managers is one thing, but the ceasing on emails like the audacity <laughs> is insane. Like <laughs> oh my gosh! Like after the first one of those, she I would be been happy like, to help with that would I be let's back this happy word up <laughs> willing capable available sure. also questionable honestly <laughs> <laughs> capable I'm sure happy, but like you have no right to speak to that word <laughs> frankly <laughs> Kayla you are not in the wrong no. um we're gonna <laughs> yeah you're doing fine it's HR that's the problem frankly in this situation and we're gonna talk about how to deal with that after the break I need a snack Your Work Wife is a brand new podcast. As a new podcast, it needs some help. So we want you to send it to your work wife. Send it to someone who needs a work wife. Send it to that one person who like always gets left behind in those sad, sad meetings. Send it to a girl you know who deserves better. Send it to your boss you hate. Maybe they'll quit. Send it to your favorite colleague at the last company you work with. Send it to that person who you left behind. Send it to any of your LinkedIn connections who have the hashtag open to work on their profile picture. Yeah, and tell them why that's a bad idea. Send it to any of the 12 million people in this country who are looking for a new job right now. And after you send it to all those people, every single one of them, rate, review, subscribe. Okay, I have some popcorn. We're doing fine. All right. Okay. Kayla, um, <laughs> right off the top, um, this is a tricky one in your situation, but it is your manager's job to prioritize. 
obviously there's a, there's with the dotted line or the triple oh, manager yeah. situation. Like that's a problem. I that's have a problem. definitely bitched about having a dotted line reporting situation. I, I was in a situation like this where like I was reporting to one person for 60% of my time and the other person for 40% of my time. Well, but, and didn't you have to end up itemizing every 5% of your oh, time? My God, truly it was the best document of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause it was your CYA document. Yes. And it really, it really was like, out of 100% capacity, 5% is this, 10% of this, 2% is this, 20% is this. And I was like, cool. And so I tallied up all my hours for the week. I wasn't even hourly. God, I tallied up all my hours for that week and like made sure they fit in those percentages. And as soon as I hit that marker, I was like, sorry, I'm over 2%. <laughs> what do you want me to do? And I developed my favorite question, which is, what would you like me to deprioritize? And you have to use the word deprioritize. It's like a, it, it's like catnip to them. It's ridiculous. <laughs> what would you like me to deprioritize in order to get this done? Right. So first tactical item, as soon as you see another one of those emails, reply to just the director of HR and say, hey, I would be happy to help. What would you like me to deprioritize in order to get this done? Do that a few times and they'll stop just auto CCing you on things. Yes, they will. Mm-hmm. And this goes for you, whether you have one manager, three managers, two masters. <laughs> like you, you experience this as an ops personnel, right? Like you've totally. got, you've got a lot of like, we'll call them shareholders, right? That's right. Like ops tends to act a little bit like an internal agency where you have lots of demands on You're your time. servicing lots of de- yes. other departments, right? Yes. And I was, I've always been really lucky to have very protective managers yes. who protect my time. Mm-hmm. I'm so lucky never to have had a manager that would ever do that. It's it's bad management. It's so assumptive. Yeah. Well, and and like what should be happening if your manager is feeling the need to do that because there's some pressure on them to like say yes and, right? For sure. Then then in your statuses and one-on-ones, it needs to come back to, hey, I know I put you on this project. This is a higher priority than X, Y, Z. So those we can push off to next week, next month, next quarter. Right? Absolutely. Because there, there, there may be some external pressure on the director of HR to say yes to this that you are not aware of, but it's their job to then read you into that so that you have a better sense of it. Like you should, you shouldn't be micromanaged. You should be fairly autonomous, but like it's your manager's job to help you understand the tangible and intangible pressures around mm-hmm. an organization. Right. Mm-hmm. Wh- where I'm also wondering is like, what's happened that like these other two owners are just not maybe as involved in your life. Like, mm-hmm. Were you hired to be an executive assistant for these three people, but really now you work for HR? Like what's what's happening there? And mm-hmm. I and I would use that to get clarity. So like have this conversation with the director of HR, reply back to them privately, just them. What would you like me to deprioritize? Like be be a team player. Like I'm happy to help with this. Least favorite phrase in the world. <laughs> I'm happy to help with this, but like what would you like me to deprioritize? And then set a meeting with your other two managers, mm-hmm. right? The two owners that you support and say, hey, HR has me doing this, 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 and this. I need to know how this fits in to the demands that you have on my time as well. And, and kind of push back on all of them and maybe force the three of them to have a conversation. Absolutely. Because that's where I got to with my two managers. Both of them wanted me hundred percent of the time. Of course. Right. And I enjoyed working with one over the other. <laughs> it's fine. I'm, I'll be transparent about that now. It's, we're, we're all over it. Okay. But like, at some point it was like, it was like my divorced parents were fighting. It was just one of those, like, this is ridiculous. And they had, op- they had offices across the hall from each other. <laughs> so it was like, I'd be going back and forth between their offices. Oh. It's like, Hey, what do you want me to do this week? And they'd give me a list that looked like a full week's worth of work. And I was sure. like, I, I don't have that kind of time or capacity. You had to make them talk to each other. Yeah. So I like went across the hall to my other manager and they were like, well, I need you to do this and this. I'm like, that's 200% capacity, you guys. Mm-hmm. And it was one, it was one particular day where I was just like walking back and forth and back and forth. And I, for an hour, 
Oh my God. And I finally, I finally stood in between their offices and said, you two, I put time on your calendar. Y'all sort this out. I'm going to go to lunch. When I get back, I expect one week's worth of capacity. That was it. I was like, do I need to call a judge? <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> we just hired a mediator. <laughs> exactly. That's, that may be what you need to do is just like poke at them. Cause they often don't have as much as you think owners and people in the C-suite talk to each other. They really don't. They're heads of departments that have thousands of people reporting to them. They, they care not what the other one is doing. <laughs> yeah, right. Totally. And I've seen a lot of admins in your position be stuck there. We're like, you're forced to be the support of an individual and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other people who are just like piling on to you. Right. 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 Exactly. Well, I think that really speaks to how crucial it is to understand all of those conflicting prioritizations totally inside of the rat race. Yes. Inside of the move too yes. that we talk about. That's why we call them spheres of concern, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to be concerned about one, you and yeah. what you want, <laughs> yeah. like your, your career. Cause right now you may have garnered the reputation that you can't deliver on time or you don't understand the scope of the project or like all of these are detrimental to you. Right? Absolutely. You also have to understand like how corporate America works. Like if you're there to support the two owners and director of HR, um, you should probably be spending more of your time with the two owners than HR. Mm-hmm. But if HR suddenly like is as a taker, right. Right. And they're just going to like use whatever free labor they have. I would. Right. <laughs> but like, is that good for you? Is yeah. that helping you impact the pot, the bottom line? No. Is that getting you closer to the product? No. And in fact, it's like making you look bad to the two owners who probably have more power because they're not a service department like 100%, HR. hundred percent. Yeah. So like understand the power dynamic between owners and HR and then also mm-hmm. the individual personalities of those people. Right. Which brings us down to this like specificity around the pressures and priorities of those two individuals themselves, uh-huh. not just their departmental responsibilities and how they impact the company. But like, what does Mr. Smith care about? Yeah. Exactly. What does Ms. Jones care about? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and HR, back, just be HR. <laughs> yeah, HR. Yeah. And I, I would even like have, we're calling them Smith and Jones now. Cause I love that. <laughs> I do too. Have the sit downs with Smith and Jones and just ask in a more positive way. Like, Hey, how can I better support you this quarter? What are the things that you would like me to focus on? Right. And then that gives you something to say to HR. Hey, I'm happy to help with this, but Smith has me working on blah, 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 blah. Jones has me working on blah, 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 blah. Well, and I'll say in between that conversation with Smith and Jones and HR, you assess and say, where's my biggest impact? Where's my yes. biggest opportunity for yes. growth in these projects? Because you're going to want to pick those projects. That's They're right. going to be the most high impact, high visibility for you. We know. Or whatever your values Paul's are. I don't know. two favorite words. <laughs> <laughs> if it was me, that's what I'm looking yeah. for. Because like that HR director, they understand that like they report to Smith and Jones. And they're rarely going to fight back. Never in my life have I seen an HR director tell a C-suite, hey, I, ha- I need to steal your admin from you. No. Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. No. Okay. So that's how power works in corporate America. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> Holland, I like what you're saying about like understanding the individual pressures and priorities. We like it, it gets into like that, that third sphere of concern, mm-hmm. which is others around you, like that up, down and round management, like the people part of this, like mm-hmm. you, you need to understand like corporate America, how those roles, like in the corporate America sphere of concern, understanding how those roles work together, mm-hmm. owner versus director of HR. But then like in move or in, not move three in sphere three, we'll call it the sphere of concern that is other, right? Uh-huh. If you're focused on your priorities, the rules of corporate America and like others, that's the personality thing. Like mm-hmm. you may have, you may have Smith who's like very chill, very laid back, only needs you to answer the phone every once in a while. But like, that's an opportunity for you to like, to jump in and see, Oh, what are the other things we can do? Right. Mm. Because 
I spent a whole bunch of time with the president of a $3 billion company on a specific project that we were working on. And he got to know me really well. He got to know other things I was working on. He got to, like, mm-hmm. we're just kind of in the waiting on other people to do their job. And he was like, oh, you could run my Facebook. And I was like, yes, I could. Oh, you could start my podcast. Yes, I could. Oh, you can do a social media assessment of this company we want to acquire. Yes, I could. Hmm. None of those are my job description, but to your point, impact visibility. I cared about personally what he cared about. And then like once I understood that, then I can make a move. Then I can make a decision. Then I can decide to like put HR in its spot and just start saying no. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Or like if that if Smith and Jones don't have any projects like that, maybe you're starting to understand that you actually do work. 80% 80% for HR and 20% for them, which is fine. Then you need to go find the projects in HR that have the impact of visibility <laughs> for you, right? Totally. Like that, that's kind of where we're at. But like for me in my house, I'm, I'm of the, of the mindset. This is something I learned a long time ago in sports. Like you do not move until you see the ball. Once you know where that ball is going, then you can move to intercept it. But if you move to where you think the ball is going, the chance of it being there are slim to none and you'll miss it every time. It's the worst feeling in the world. So don't move until you know who's doing what. What are the things at play? What are these spheres of concern you need to be aware of? What are the particular pressures, priorities, personalities right. of the people around you? And then you can assess, okay, what do I want to do knowing all of those parameters? How can you use all of that to meet my goals? Totally. I think something to keep in mind in corporate America. <laughs> Say more. <laughs> is, is that people just want what they want. 100%. They're not worried about anything else. No, right? They're Like we've said, like these owners are care, care more about their departments than what HR wants. Mm-hmm. Everyone just wants what they want for their department, their goals, et cetera. And HR wants more headcount. <laughs> Always. <laughs> <laughs> Every HR professional is like, yep. <laughs> so when you're taking this assessment of Smith and Jones's projects and comparing them with whatever HR has you doing, and you've, you've distilled what you want to work on out of mm-hmm. all of that, when you're going to HR or Smith or Jones and you have to make a bid to say, I want to work on these projects, you don't put it like that. No, exactly. You don't say, I want to work on these projects. Because it's going to help my resume. No. You have to understand them personally deeply enough and their needs and their department's mm-hmm. needs that you can couch what you want in terms of meeting their goals. Yeah. And 100%. I think that's the fine art yes. here. <laughs> oh, and it's so good. It's, so, it's one of those things where like... <laughs> Some people in their lives have called this manipulation, but I call it everybody's happier. Everybody getting what they want. Exactly. That seems fine. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I had an experience recently. <laughs> okay. I, I swear on all that's holy that this client is like responsible for maybe like 20 episodes because she's just so irritating. Oh no. <laughs> so she, she came into our office and she's like making comments about the music we've chosen for some videos. Sure. And she's like, I don't know. She just always has the weirdest feedback. I can never predict her feedback. Usually when you get in a relationship with a client, you're like, you know what they're going to say. Yeah, Like I I can QC this. Like when it comes out of the edit bay, I'm like, that's never going to fly. I appreciate it. I love it. Save it for your portfolio cat, but I need it to look like this. (laughs) Right. With her. I'm like, no idea. She's like, I don't like the wangy twanginess of it all. I'm like, first of all, you don't realize your company's brand is wangy twangy. So I, Okay. I, there's a small wager for me on like how long she's going to last that job. It's going to be fine. Noted. So I told her, like I had this big conversation about how like, and I stroked her ego a little bit. I was like, well, you know, like, cause I'm tired of getting feedback like this. Cause once you edit to music, you it's done. Right? Totally. So I was like, you know, larger companies will have like parameters for their brand sound. 
So we should have a meeting where we like show off all these different music types and you get to tell me what you like, what you don't like. And then we will just make that part of your brand guidelines. Beautiful. Right. We'll never have to have this conversation again. Stroked her ego, got her out of my hair, whatever, whatever. Right. That meeting is scheduled for three or four weeks down the road from this moment. Literally the next day I walk into the edit bay. One of my editors is working on a video for her and choosing music. I was like, God damn it. And I do not want to distract him. So you don't have the brief yet. Yeah. But you just have had this conversation around. Yes. We don't like wingy twangy music. Yes, exactly. And he's in the middle of this edit. He's in a creative moment. And I do not want to like distract him by bringing the stress of this client's opinion into the room. Right. So I hold both of these known pressures in my head at the same time. And my editor kindly is asking me like, Hey, I'm picking music right now. You want to help? And I was like, sure. Would would love to (laughs) out of the goodness of my soul. Little does he know. I know. So he goes, he goes through this and I, knowing what the client has said to me, right? He goes through all the hoingy twangy and there's one option kind of at the bottom. That's like near unto the ballpark, but like is not quite as hoingy nor twangy. <laughs> I hate this. I love this. I love this so much. Carry so on. my, my opinion, your from opinion, my heart in quotes from your heart in quotes, not from this drama and suddenly quotes. became the least twangy and twangy version. Right. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I really like that. Let's see how it builds. Like, I think the story can go. I, I came up with some bullshit reasons for it. Like, and actually it was like a good piece of music and it worked, but it was just like ever so slightly not what we had given her to this point. Right. <laughs> and he was like, okay, great. And he just like went on editing, which was great. I did not need to interrupt his workflow. Yeah. I need to add something constructive to it and just move the fuck on. Right? Absolutely. A couple of days later, we're about to send it to the client and our president of our agency is like in the room with me now, who was also in the room with this client, which he gave the music feedback. So he knows the same drama that yes. you do, uh, but he's not capable of keeping his mouth shut. <laughs> at opportune moments. So in the, like, as soon as the music's out the gate, like, like we're playing it up on the monitor, music's out the gate. He turns to me and he says, is this the music she wants? And then of course, editor, now your editors stress cued into yes. some stress, right? And he's like aware that like, there's a conversation that I didn't tell him about. I'm like, God damn it. My You're tactics trying are to protect be, this man <laughs> from the drama. <laughs> my tactics are about to be exposed to everyone. It's fine. <laughs> so I said, listen, Yes. The, the answer is yes. The music is exactly what she would want. And the editor's just like, wait, what? And I was like, and then I had to tell them and they're all just like, they're just like, I see what you've done here. And I'm like, I know the answer is you're welcome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, don't look at me with those betrayal eyes. But, just, that's, but that's the thing. Everybody got what he wanted. Your yes. editor didn't have to deal with the drama. Your president got music that wouldn't get him critique yes. and you moved the workflow. Yeah. Like, and guess what? We shipped the video to her. She came back. No notes on music. I was like, slow clap do i even have to have this meeting with you god bless thank you i don't want to do it so here we are it's it's one of those things where like yeah it's it's being able to hold all of the like what do i want i want as little interaction with her as possible (laughs) what does our editor want to be in workflow state and have a good work product yeah what does what does the president of our agency want to also not have a negative interaction with her to like get through one round of approval and call it a day yeah so we can keep our profit margin yeah which we love (laughs) Uh, which we adore you were able to do exactly what we're suggesting to Kayla to say, understand the needs, the pressures, the priorities, Yes, hold them together. Mm -hmm. And you can act on that in a way that meets everybody's needs. Totally. Totally. And like, it sounds crazy, but it's just a little bit more information gathering and relationship building. mm hundred percent. Thank you for the bow. You're welcome. (laughs) So Kayla, (laughs) it might take a minute, (laughs) but I predicted like I don't know, between like six to 12 weeks, you'll never see another CC'd email that says <laughs> she would be happy to help with that. You might see ones that are like CC'd. She would not be happy to help with that. Find your own damn team member. 
That's what we're looking for. And I'm out. Got a question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. You know, I'm reminded of a favorite play, Servant of Two Masters. The TLDR is, it's impossible to serve two masters. <laughs> TLD attend. Like, too long didn't attend. I don't know. You attended. Yeah. We attended yeah. twice. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, you attended twice and I was a wing woman for one and a half of this. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You, we can... went twice, right? Yeah, yeah. But oh, I okay. was there for the show once. <laughs> I was there, you were there for me the second yeah, time. Yeah. And really the second time you were on stage for some of it. So like, you know, audience plant. I don't know. You did know actually. <laughs> All right. Did I orchestrate it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs>